kind of idiotic joke is this? You scared the shit out of me. I'm the victim of a nocturnal rapture. I have to release my lowest instincts with the woman. Oh! Release your instincts in the bathroom. Are you nuts? You trying to turn me into a homo? Wouldn't it be too hard? If my father discovers you here, he'd cut off your little nuts and eat them. He can't stand you. And, and you? I like you. But my family doesn't like you. They say you're good for nothing and that you spend way too much time with your friends. Oh, oh, but I swear I never see them. Elliot, how long is this gonna take? We're sick of waiting for you. Uh, don't you want to come to Tonino's with us, Holly? Uh, don't you want some pizza? Man, you know, these are cute. These are cute. Hey! Hey! Do you see? What's wrong with having friends? Nothing. If you want to remain a virgin for life, you take them to bed with you, too. And I don't believe in group sex. Is it true that your family's going on vacation tomorrow? Yes. I'll come with you? Okay, I'll tell my father that you're coming with us tomorrow. Where are we going? Nilbog, a wonderful half-empty town. It's an exchange. A family from the country is coming to live here, and we're going to live in their house. Oh, Elliot, it will be wonderful. <sighs> oh, Elliot, it will be wonderful, won't it? Oh, my father can't stand you. <laughs> oh, he can't stand you. He just wants to put your tiny little nuts in his mouth and swirl them around gently like ice cubes in a nice tea on a warm afternoon. Oh, God. My father, dis my father discovered you here. Oh, my God. This, Mary, it's a, it's, a, it's a movie, and I think it has been, but it is a movie that deserves to be dissected scene by scene, line by line. It's a movie that should be studied, uh, and understood. And I think that's what's so captivating about Troll 2 um, and why it doesn't just feel like a shitty, you know, movie that, I mean, isn't even a, a, a TV movie. It feels, it feels like it was filmed on a college campus and was just supposed to be watched by family and friends. Troll 2 is, I mean, for, for horror movie fans and for, like, bad movie fans, like, it really is one of the holy grail. And I feel like what it has in common with movies like Manos, The Hands of Fate, and, like, other movies, or, like, Ed Wood movies, for example, Plan 9 from Outer Space, is that, like, it is a very specific type of intriguing bad movie. Like, I find Troll 2 to be gripping from the beginning to the end. And yet, throughout it, it is... Everything about it is is incompetent. The acting, the writing, the plot, the music, the camera work is just like none of it is like good, but I love all of it. I just I love it. And I think part of it is because it's like I think to your point of like studying this and understanding like what the fuck is this movie? I also love the fact that this movie has no idea what it that it is what it is. None of this was intentional, you know? No, no, it absolutely wasn't. I watched the documentary. Did you watch the documentary? I didn't rewatch it recently, but I've seen it a couple times in the past. The director still, like, at least in 2006, 2007, when the uh, documentary was made, was holding firm that this was a fabulous movie. Yeah. Right. It's like the so the and, and I love that, like in the movie, and this is so like typical of like these Italian productions where it says it's written and directed by Drake Floyd. And yeah, it's really this guy, Claudio Fragasso, who and his and, wife, and I, right? Like Rissella yeah. Drudy, who wrote it. And they like will not be told otherwise that no, no. this is a great movie. We did a great job. Yeah. And. And that is, I mean, because it's, it's beyond the fact that, like, they don't really speak English and they're making this, like, English language movie with right. these people who all don't speak Italian. That's right. only, that would only contribute to, like, one layer of, like, uh -huh. disconnect here, you know? Yeah. I think uh, the, the clunky dialogue would probably explain right. that. Right, exactly. It's like, okay, because it's like, you know, they wouldn't allow the actors, the English-speaking actors to ad-lib. So it's like, yeah, 
when Joshua calls her, says, great idea, big sister. That's not like a nickname in the Waits family. That's just like a weird translation in Google Translate. Right. No, Mary, that's exactly that's it's so important to know that when listening to this dialogue. What I also love about that and not not to say this is like what any Italian person is, but it it felt like the director and the writer were the goblins or the aliens just like writing a movie about Americans. Like there was, there was such a disconnect of, of, of reality. Right. But they, it's, it's almost like an AI generated script in a way. Absolutely. That sort of uncanny Valley feeling of like, Oh, this is what you think when you, when you're telling a story about an American family on vacation, this is what it looks like. And and what's fascinating about it is like in in then kind of the final product, it is this like American look like of, of weirdos. We'll talk about them, but it's this very American looking family living in this very typical suburb, driving a Ford Aerostar, a brown Ford Aerostar, truly maybe potentially the ugliest vehicle that has ever existed. I have so many feelings about that minivan. <laughs> Um, going to this like small, like absolutely like, uh, I don't know, attractionless town in the middle of Utah where it's filmed. It's just like, who told you any, like you got the first part, right. But then you like, no one goes on this vacation. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've taken this like all American family and you've taken them into this like, very strange interpretation of like getting away to the country for a month. Yeah, even the dialogue between the parents at the start of the movie was like they were like, "Oh, we'll live like the farmers did," and I, just this fantasy that this family had to get away was odd. Right, exactly. It's like the idea of like, oh, it's going to be so nice. We're going to rise with the with the right. roosters. We're going to have to grow all our own mm. food. We're not going to have running water, maybe, if we're lucky. Like, it was just like, um, what? <laughs> yeah, and even the, I mean, okay. the, the mother coming in to take care of uh, Joseph uh, and after the, the nightmare and just her calming him down about grief and death it was like you're an alien you're not a human if you wrote this (laughs) and it's joshua it's a drinking game of how many times we hear the name joshua joshua or or grandpa come grandpa Grandpa, grandpa. please come oh grandpa Grandpa, come all over my tits just come grandpa (laughs) come over my tits grandpa uh, it's like a different kind of troll too, oh, <laughs> like grinder yeah. troll. <laughs> Please, yeah. Grandpa. Um, but yeah, the mother. I mean, I, I feel, and you sort of see this in the documentary, oh. best worst movie. But like the actress is also a bit of a nutter, Margot Prey. But in some ways, I feel like she's kind of like perfect casting for a movie like this, where she has to say things to Joshua, like. Now, you know, your grandfather died six months ago. And remember what the doctor said, like, keep him in your heart, but you have to banish him from your mind. Yeah. the uh, There's something about the way her face sits that is perfect for a horror movie. But unfortunately, it's this one that she's in. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, she I, I think what I love is that how few people from this movie kind of went on to do anything else and in fact Margot Prey unfortunately did not go on to become uh, you know a major final girl she was actually only in one other movie called At Gunpoint which is like this really like super low budget like you know bounty hunter has to go look for a criminal again and she plays like his wife in two scenes and it's on youtube and every (sighs) once in a while i just watch her scenes (laughs) wow this is the thing you do this is the thing i do is i watch margot prey scenes as as kathleen in 1990s at gunpoint and it's just it is such a dad movie it's such a dad renting a vhs from easy video uh, and like watching it after you go to bed, like it's such a dad falls asleep in the in the living room kind of movie. And I just, it's so hot. 
there's there's something about Margot Prey. Like I feel like if the right director got a chance to work with her and the right casting director got a chance to cast her like properly, that it actually could be a really transcendent, like creepy performance in a movie. Or like appropriately just cast, right? Because she is it's obvious that she's she's not all there, but she is there. It's just that she has a lack of awareness. Um, and it sounds like she's dealing with some other things. But, uh, yeah, there's there's something really eerie about her performance to the point where I'm like, is she a troll? You know? Right. Well, yeah, like she she's got like a very like sort of mysterious blue eyes. And I think in comparison to the guy and, you know, you certainly get a real feel for him in that documentary. But the guy. Uh-huh. Uh, George, George, who plays uh, who plays the dad, who plays Michael, and he's just like so gregarious and has such an open energy. And I would do anything George Hardy wanted. Oh, I love him. Either in this yeah. movie or in the documentary, like he was still I'll hot open in wide. You know what I'm saying, Mary? I will definitely absolutely. Open wide. Yeah. If he needs to make an extraction or an impaction, I am available. Uh, yeah, at my bicuspid is his. You know, yeah, he wants. I, I won't bite. I don't bite, Michael. Dr. Hardy, I don't bite. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to open up and say, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Open up and, and I won't say anything. I'll just be a good little boy. <laughs> yeah, you'll be a good boy. That's right. You'll That's be a good right. boy. For anyone who doesn't know, George Hardy is a dentist. And, yes, you he's, know, he's a dentist now. Yeah. He's a dentist. Uh, while he um, was filming this, I learned, yeah, he was, he was uh, going to school. To become a dentist. Oh, good for him. Good for him. You know, I think yeah. it's good to have multiple streams of income because I don't believe George Hardy was ever in another movie. I'm going to double was. check. He was. Oh, was, was he? Money. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at his Look at his yeah. 17 credits. Jesus H. Christ. Oh, I take it back. I never knew that he was in Ghost Shark 2. No, you know why? Because his scenes were deleted. Hey, little hobgoblins. It's Colin. Uh, This is not an ad. Just a quick pause. We had some technical difficulties. We had to change some things up. And so Johnny's audio is like a little bit weird for the rest of the episode. But I like I feel like I can't think of a better episode for things to be a little bit weird than the Troll 2 episode. It's fine. It's all still totally listen toable and worth it. So don't stop now. Um, And let's get back into it. All right. So, you know, it's hot scenes. You know, I think it's worth kind of uh, talking a little bit about the documentary because I learned so much about this movie because of the documentary. Um, he, George is such a, he's such a wonderful figure. It's almost like the documentary is about the fame being deferred and all of like the the flowers um, in terms of the, the filmmaker. The filmmaker, it was made by Joseph Joseph, you know, 17 years later. Uh, Joshua, sorry. Joshua. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Joshua. Um, I don't know why I keep thinking Joseph. So he he makes the movie and it, it really, George is the starring role and we follow him kind of going on the Troll 2, like, you know, cult circuit viewing parties and he's just eating it up. He's loving it. He says the line, the hospitality line over and over and over. Um, they act out the scenes like he is just hamming it up. And towards the end of the documentary, you see him sort of kind of get a little tired of it all. They go to this one horror con and he's just like, I don't know how people do this. Uh, I'm sick and tired of saying the line over. Nobody really knows who we are outside of the Troll 2 fandom. And yeah, and then he goes back to Alabama and lives his kind of dentist life and uh, you know, he's he's very satisfied with it. It, I mean, I think the documentary is a, in some ways, it's a, it's a obviously a great companion piece to this movie that alone feels like, yeah, it feels like it was dropped here from another planet. And so, in some ways, I love Troll Two without any of that context. Yeah. I love Troll Two as like, what the fuck is this? I even like not like. The way that I saw it when I was a kid, because I think that's all that's a big part of it for me. It was like this was a like it was on HBO when I was a kid. And of course, I had HBO as a kid. Um, and so like 
as a, you know, as an eight-year-old, it was like this. This is such a fever dream. So that to then see the documentary and to kind of see that, like, you know, these people who played this family are real people, and they're aware of how silly the movie is. And then when you get the 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 sense of like, oh, and it was you know written and directed by this guy, this like crazy Italian guy who like refuses to see what a pile of garbage it is. It's not as if he was like John Waters trying to make a bad movie. Yeah, and that's of course why it's so good. But I think. It's that whole other part of this movie, this this fandom and this sort of very limited but like dedicated bubble of people who could probably quote this entire movie the way people quote Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's right. And and I'm I love that this movie has that kind of fandom and that kind of appreciation. But I can't say there isn't part of me that loves it a little bit more as this weird thing I saw on HBO as a kid, you know? Yeah, it's I think the term and Mary's out there will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the term is anti-fandom. It's like people that like showgirls, they like, they love to hate it, you know, or they love to mm-hmm. laugh at it. It's anti-fandom. It's different than camp. Uh, like I, I, I love that distinction that this actually isn't the same thing. Yeah. There's like campy elements to this movie and you could kind of put the lens of camp on this movie and show why things were campy. But there's it's something different. Like, it's actually really bad. Like, it's actually it's not even tacky. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I think. I Yeah, I don't think Troll 2 is campy. I think that it's because it's because I think to me, there's something sort of unsettling about the whole thing. Yeah. There's something just like slightly it's like. It's like when you have the flu and you take Mucinex and you have one of those really oh bad my fever God. dreams. Oh my God, that's perfect. You that's know? exactly what it feels like. Everything is just, it's like, where am I right now? Yeah. What is, what is this on the screen? Is this a nightmare? Right. And like, why is this happening? And so much happens during the day. And I yeah. think that's really unnerving. That's um, a great observation. So it's like there's a lot of and and just, you know, things like, you know, the clip of the week, like, you know, Holly's boyfriend sneaking in and then just this strange where he's like lusting all over and then she needs him in the nuts. He's like, what are you going to try to turn me homo? And then the weird connection to like, well, I wouldn't be tough. My dad wants to teabag you. And and just that whole everything about that conversation is so strange and, and yet I don't watch it the way I would watch like an Ed Wood or a John Waters movie where I'm like, oh, man, this dialogue so stilted. It's it makes me uncomfortable how how weird this conversation is. The interactions make me feel unsettled. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, it, it does kind of feel like a high school like play that was put on camera. Just the just the exchange, like he can't stand you, and then he's like, "And you?" And she goes, "I like you, kiss." Mm-hmm. But my family doesn't like you. They say you're good for nothing, and you spend way too much with your friends. And it, it, it's uh, it, there's there's a high school quality to it because of the yeah, acting that... and the obviously the the camera work, but the the dialogue for sure. Yeah, and that that that's the conflict. It's like you spend too much time with all of right. your friends, right? And you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with having friends unless you want to be a virgin the rest of your life. And I was like, well, then I guess you know, hey, I think I got something. Go- I think having less friends in life seems to be better for your sex life. I love this logic, Holly waits. Holly waits for no one, Mary. <laughs> Holly waits for no one. I don't even know this, but she's an Aries. I could tell <laughs> well, by you, her Garfield yes, uh, exactly. nightgown. Her horse girl nightgown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> now, just to kind of put some, because for anyone who doesn't know, not that you really need to know what Troll 2 is about, but just to put some structure on this. And this movie is it's available on Prime Video. It's honestly, especially this Halloween season, if you haven't seen Troll 2 yet, even if you see it after you hear us talk about it in this episode, it won't ruin anything uh, because it's right. not about it, it's about the journey, not the goal. Uh, there is no destination. But the short of it is about the Waits family that are doing a little bit of a kind of like the holiday. They're they're switching houses with some creepy family in the town, in the half empty town of Nilbog. And, uh, God, you know, don't look yeah yeah don't look at the street sign in the mirror it'll all you know um 
And so there's there's Michael and Diana, the parents, played by George and Margot. And then there's their teenage daughter, Holly, played by Connie Young, and their uh, younger son, Joshua, played by Michael Stevenson. And they all pile into that disgusting brown arrow star and head off to Nilbog. And Nilbog's got a very thinly veiled secret. It's A, got like mostly older men in it, and B, they're all goblins. Yeah, I mean, there's a. It's like they went to Provincetown or something, you know. Honestly, it was just really. It was basically Provincetown, like off season. It was just like quiet, except for some like all you know all some season bears. bears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That are that are gonna eat your children. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The you know the crux of the of the movie, and that's what is also very intriguing about Troll Two. Like you could. We could talk about how terrible it is and laugh at it, whatever. But there's also this other layer of what these filmmakers were trying to say. And it's like very much like conservative family values talking about the liberal agenda. And that's what's also fascinating about Troll 2 because it's very much... And even the filmmaker or the writer says this. She's like, yeah, you know, all my friends were turning into vegetarians and I found it so annoying and well, yeah uh, right right <laughs> i mean i thought you would have feelings about the fact that the message of this movie is that like meat eating is bad and vegetarian you know being a vegetarian is the only way and uh and i'll tell you you know people talk about oh vegetarians all they do is you know what, what do you guys eat just like twigs and berries mm. and that's one of the things about this movie that I've always, especially as a kid, was the food in Nilbog is delicious looking. It all looks like Dunkin' Donuts and, and supermarket bakery items. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's just cheesecakes with green frosting on them. Yeah, yeah. Now, I I think it's interesting thinking about that kind of the, the bigger lens. Like, this was a conservative commentary on liberal culture, on on family values, that they're coming for your kids, that, you know, uh, you got to protect the family. Otherwise, they're going to eat you. You know, they're going to take you over and, and turn you into one of them or or worse. Uh, they're going to trap you. They're going to make you think that, you know, they're one of them. Like with these, you know, these free spirit women running through the forest are going to take your sons away. Right. Um, all of that imagery, I think, is is part of it that we're, you know, liberals are these little trolls trying coming for for the family. Uh, and I, I just think that's an interesting crux of the movie that is absolutely there. Like, it's not something I'm making up. It's like the writer even said it, which I think is fascinating. Well, I think when you think of like the Waits family in like, you know, 2020, for example, or 2016, Michael and Diana absolutely voted for Trump. <laughs> absolutely. This is nothing against George, who is so hot, and Margot, who is a recluse with her mother. Uh, but without a doubt, Michael and Diana want to make this country great, great again. Absolutely. <laughs> and so does Holly. Holly, Holly is such a fucking conservative right-wing nut. She's a fucking bober in the making. Holly is the worst. She's the kind of person to pose in like a, you know, a flag, like a, a red, white, and blue bikini with a machine gun and be like, you know, don't tread on me this 4th of July. Absolutely. She, she holds up signs that say real men marry women. <laughs> yes. Ab- oh, absolutely. She is all about finding real men. And you know, yeah, Elliot. Real men. Elliot did not last. I'll tell you that. Oh much. no! Like, no 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 no! Yeah. Well, I think they were all Elliot. Gay. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I mean, that's the other thing is like. Meanwhile, Holly's boyfriend Elliot and his three friends follow. You know, are supposed to go on vacation. You know, they 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 hop into their little camper and they film a little Falcon video feature in the forest. A collab, if you between, will. A total collab. They absolutely collaborated in the woods. They're going to be cross-posting on X, formerly known as Twitter, in a couple uh, of weeks. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, man, that if, if they made a candle for what that camper smells like, they would sell out in days. Oh, It'd yeah. It'd be nothing. Uh, oh, yeah. That camper stunk. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, for sure. And it was very sexy. I love the, the shot of them waking up shirtless next to each other. I was like, guys, what is going on here? What? Yeah, there wasn't even... <laughs> There was no pillow in between. There was definitely torso to torso uh-huh. in a sweaty camper in 1990. Oof. Yeah, just pits on pits. 
Pits on pits. Pits on pits. <laughs> troll two, troll me. I'm yeah, trolling. Fuck I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, troll over my tits and pits. Troll yeah. all over my tits. <laughs> troll over my pits. <laughs> yeah, tro- I want to troll all over those pits. Absolutely. Oh, my pits in one room. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I could have all my tits in one room. Oh, my pits in one room. <laughs> Ricky and the tits. Yeah. Ricky and the pits. <laughs> yeah, Ricky and the pits. That's the porno version. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky and the pits. Yeah, give me the dick boys and free my soul. Yeah. Yeah, and free uh, my asshole. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, we're, we're talking, as we're talking about gay themes in the movie of Troll 2, which there are many, Um. I, I we have to talk about, you see this writing? Do you know what it means? Hospitality. And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. And then, what are you going to do to me, daddy? Oh, I was like, grandpa, if this doesn't make you come, I don't know what's going to. Okay, Joshua, you want to get rough with me? Well, I'll accept the challenge. Just remember, I've got more practice than you. I'm like, this is, this is a gold mine. A gold, especially because he has such a, that dad has the the most beautiful butt walking up those stairs, you know. Oh, he's, yeah. he's throwing mm-hmm. him over your shoulder. I'm like, oh, take me. Yes, I'll piss on dinner. Yeah, I'll piss all over dinner, and then on I'll you, piss Daddy. all over dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know, what happens is that the food is kind of the primer to turn you into plant food for these goblins to eat because they're vegetarians, and so. Joshua gets a little, you know, he gets help from his dead grandfather, Grandpa Seth, who gives him, you know, freezes time for 30 seconds and is like, you got to stop them from eating this delicious looking nilbog, you know, donuts and corn, corn with frosting on it. Like, dig in, Holly. Um, And Joshua gets the idea of like, oh, I know what I got to do. I got to piss on everything. I got to piss on everything. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. he just stands up there. That scene where he's like sneaking around the table is also I mean that is that reads as camp. It does. When he's like walking around them all for like in yeah. the freeze frame. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you can see them all like bobbing a little uh-huh. bit cuz it's uh-huh. it, it's like safe by the bell when they all freeze. Yeah. Time out. Yeah. Uh yeah. Brilliantly done. Um love it. Yeah, I uh, that scene, I when that scene came on, Mary, that's when I started paying attention. If I'm being honest, I had to go back and rewatch the rest of the movie or the the movie that up to that point, because I I hadn't really checked in yet, and I know I should have, but I was kind of like, oh, I'm just putting this on, and then when that scene happened, I'm like, okay, how did we get here? <laughs> right, right. Because it, I mean, really, like, I, I find the whole thing intriguing, I think, largely because it is, like, this childhood trauma. Mm. But I think watching it now, there was a sense of, like, some bad movies, part of it is that, like, nothing happens for a while. Or there's just, like, you're just kind of watching people draw. Like, this, there's this movie called Manos, The Hands of Fate. And it's practically unwatchable. And you watch people drive for 10 minutes. And I don't think Troll 2 has that kind of, like, fat on it. Mm-hmm. I think... I find it very sort of intriguing from the start. I mean, even even like what's happening during the opening credits with those trolls running through the sure. woods with a terrible music in the middle of the day. Yeah. I find all of that so unnerving. But um but indeed, like once they get to Nilbog and Joshua pisses on the food and then the dad takes him upstairs and starts to loosen his belt. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right. What is going on? What, I what you know is going on. The scene in the car I think is uh, wonderful from start to finish all of those lines when they sing row 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 your boat uh the the dream that he has is horrifying like oh yeah 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 it's interesting you watch this as a kid i didn't see this until about 2008 2007 i was like going on dates with this guy nick and he was like a filmophile a cinephile and like knew everything about movies and stuff, and of course I'm I'm just like I love intelligence. He was very uh, intriguing to me, and so he invited all of his friends over, and and we watched Troll Two, and I fell asleep, uh, because I was just like tired or I was stoned or something, um, and so I missed most of this movie, and uh, it it had it wasn't until this weekend that I I saw the rest of it. I just knew that wow. it was I knew there were certain scenes in it that were weird. 
Um, but I didn't see this scene for sure. And I wish I had. Yeah, I mean, certainly as a kid, you know, as a little gay boy, uh, you know, Michael Waits is is a bit of a root. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, this this really laid some groundwork for the type of men I'm into. Mm, for sure. Um, but, Ugh. you know, this and um, this and the witches were like movies that I saw at a very young age because of HBO. Mm. Um, and also these like neighbors of mine, I used to hang out with their kids and I feel like we like watched a lot of horror movies together. Their dad was really into horror movies. And so I feel like I, I also remember watching troll two and the witches with them. And this was like part of our, like when we were kids, we used to joke about like Joshua, like we used to joke about that. That oh, was like wow. part of our childhood. Yeah. And so like, I think one of the things both of those movies have in common, and I've said this, I've mentioned this before already this episode, but the witches and troll two have a lot of daytime horror mm. have a lot of scary things that happen during the day mm -hmm. and i think there was something about that that just i don't know probably because i was a child of divorce you know you never knew where things were lurking <laughs> even though no my parents no they were probably divorced no they weren't divorced by then they may have been i knew it was coming i was having premonitions much like joshua you know when i think of daytime horror one of the scariest daytime horror scenes that I remember is in that movie Zodiac. Oh, when he kills that couple on the beach yeah. or whatever. Or by the, I've by never... the water or something. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never watched that scene, but I've heard about it. Oh, God. It is harrowing. Yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. It's just... Oh, anyway. Um, so, so this movie, I... I don't know if you want to talk about uh, various characters, if you want to kind of go scene by scene, but I do want to talk about the very, very weird scene of the friend following that woman into the woods and then into that field. And he has that, that, that dialogue where he starts like marching around the, the, the goblins Yes. So the so this is and I, I don't think we have yet. I think this leads to us meeting a very important character of Credence Lenore Gilgood. Oh, I John can't, Gilgood's sister. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, but indeed, Arnold needs some fresh air from that stinky camper. Um, it stinks like pits. Uh, I don't know why he would leave. Uh, but he goes for a bit of a walk and he sees this woman running through the woods and uh she's i mean who and god knows why god knows what she was doing in the old bog but you know she reveals oh they're they're after me they made me eat that stuff or whatever and then he discovers indeed that all of these trolls are after her and he tries to say now listen listen you trolls no he says let me give you some advice dwarves oh, yeah <laughs> dwarves get out of advice. here or you're going to be in a lot of trouble and he's basically what was the character from Salute Your Shorts? Sponge. sponge. He's basically yeah. Sponge. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, not quite Donkey uh, Lips, but Sponge. No, sure. no, my God. Uh, and uh, and so then the one of the the trolls throws his throws his little wooden spear at him, and then they go running, and they run to this Ugh. dilapidated church in the middle of nowhere, um, and that's where they meet. Credence Lenore Gilgood. Credence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> yeah. Played by Deborah Reed, who uh, really, I mean, gives it really her all. And, and I, I believe this might be Debbie's only movie. Oh, no. I bite my tongue and I bite it hard. She was also in, apparently, she was in the TV miniseries of The Stand. And she played wife kissing soldier goodbye in an uncredited role. Which tells me that there's just another Deborah Reed out there who was in the stand that I, IMDb is confusing her with. I I could not shake this, and it made me love the performance so much. She was giving me immersive theater actress. Mm, yet she is not afraid of audience participation in the least. This is somebody that is going to 200 that has to make up for the energy of the audience not being in the same scene as her. And so, or, or it's like, you know, Halloween night, somebody's mom opens the door to trick-or-treaters, you know, and is really into mm -hmm. Halloween. 
oh yeah mrs reed yeah she really like it's like let's go to the reeds let's go she's all dressed up oh, as the yeah, witch no, again which, yeah she, she invites you in and then you have to go through this house yeah yeah and there's this green stuff you drink it's just juice <laughs> but oh you she you it's got smoke on it yeah <laughs> yeah but she gives she out king thing. size she gives out king, king size, size at the end yeah <laughs> she gives out big king size but she also loves to play the game where you put your hand in the bowl of spaghetti uh-huh and yeah she, she oh yeah the amount of dry ice in the reed house so they have to like redo the wallpaper in the foyer every every winter after that after halloween it's crazy yeah i feel like and back in the 80s when she used to do this there might have been a few boys that, like, she touched inappropriately. But not... She didn't have the intention, but, like, it was inappropriate. You know what I mean? It was... Yeah, it was a bit. It was like, oh, Debbie, he's 16. Yeah, yeah. But, she, you know, and she didn't mean... She actually didn't mean anything sexual by it, but it was... It did come off as sexual. Yeah. It did. I well, and, and really, You I smell think, like you a know, virgin. Let me check. You know, and then yeah. she spanks She spanks him. <laughs> yep. Suddenly she's just suggestively holding that corn cob and it's like, mm, wanna... and it's like, oh, sorry, Mrs. Reed. I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, exactly. She's like, ooh, let's make this popcorn pop. Yeah. 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 Come on. Let's let's make it in a jiffy. Uh, yeah. In, I yeah, mean, you know, who basement. I'm, you know who I'm thinking of now? I feel like <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh, I'm going to get canceled. I feel like this is um, who's the. Yo, what's her name? Um, oh, this she's Colleen Ballinger. <laughs> uh, I feel like she's she's like a little Colleen Ballinger, uh, doing Halloween. Yeah, like Miranda sings does. Credence Lenore Gilgood. Yeah, she just goes a little too far. You know, she, just a little she, too far. Yeah, she yeah. Goes too far. Uh, she didn't mean anything about it, and she goes too far. Um, yeah, yeah, she's she's like a horse girl all grown up. Is Credence Lenore, uh, immersive yep. theater actress? Like she decks out her house every year. Uh, she walks in. She goes, "This is my house." Uh, God, mm-hmm. every line, Mary is perfection. She is the best part of this movie. If 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 oh I'm my being god, honest. yeah. I mean, she goes through so many transformations, mm-hmm. you know, and like we we love a witch and I kind of feel like there, you know, we love the witch. We love the mm-hmm. witches. The we love the craft. Mm-hmm. The, of course, that's the, the Vivitch, of course. And I feel like there is there's something to be said for like the especially and obviously the, the gay lens. We love witches, 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 witches. And so I think what I love about Credence Lenore Gilgood is that she is. She gets to play all of the facets of being a witch. She's kind of the creepy librarian type with the pulled back hair and the glasses. Uh-huh. She gets to be the sexy witch yeah. lady with the corn. She gets to be the grotesque witch with those split lips. Mm. I could never get over those split fucking Ugh. lips. And uh, just the teeth. yeah, the yeah. the teeth and the, and the just the, the when when she just like starts spitting up green, she mm. gets to be gross like Deborah gets to do everything in yeah. this movie. Yeah, she got the role. She got yeah. the role. Credence Clearwater Revival. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, she brought me back to life. I'll tell you that much. Oh, God, Absolutely. I love when she hits the kid and he goes flying onto the bed. I'm like, oh, you better work, bitch. <laughs> oh, you better work, bitch. Is that when? Is that with the corn kid? Yeah, that uh, that's yeah. Uh, the blonde kid. When he, he, he comes and he's trying to save uh, Sponge. Oh, that one. Oh, that kid. The kid who gets who goes, you know, who goes for the run to get the food and because it's like Sponge gets turned into a plant and that girl gets eaten. And mm-hmm. that's the famous line of like, they're eating her. Right. And then they're gonna eat me. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh oh my god. Uh, uh but then the other friend, no, I love the other the scene with the other friend where he goes he's trying to go into town to get food, oh. and then the cop, Sergeant Freak, Gene Freak picks him up. This was also gay coded. Oh my god. Gary Carlston was giving me such gay coding. But what I loved about this, I think one of the I think in general one of the funniest beats 
in a movie is when he drops the kid off in town and the kid's like, hey, where's all the like young available women? And the cop goes, women. And then he closes the door and you just see him laughing inside the car as he pulls out and drives away. Yeah. P-Town. Welcome to P-Town. Welcome to P-Town. Women. (laughs) And then it just, the door closes. And then these all, there's all these men, just these men in tight jeans. Right. At Welcome him, to like Palm Springs, yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Absolutely. You come to the strip mall in Wilton yeah. Manor. Wilton Manor is absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he goes in, he goes, he's looking for food. There's that very weird scene with the the old man who you find out later in the documentary, he 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 tells he tells the doc, uh tells the the, the viewers that he was very, very stoned. Like, he was on a lot of drugs while filming this movie, which I think checks. Oh, absolutely. He is, uh, Don Packard, as the drugstore owner, is definitely one of the creepiest townspeople. Mm. Like, I definitely have, I have a favorite townsperson and a favorite troll, and they may be the same person, mm. but Don's great. He is great. He, he reminds me of, like, it feels like he should have been in Poltergeist. He he does. He has a similar feeling even to like the the priest in Poltergeist Two who's going of. door to door. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's great. Was he in anything else? Because he had great like he had great presence. I don't think um, he was in anything nope. else. Yeah, that's so interesting. He went oh, to he... a troll two viewing, and he like they they invited him. And he thought he was just going as an audience member. And they were like, why are you sitting in the audience? Come up here. Oh, well, you know, sweetie, he died. What if sweetie died in 19 in 2021? He died in holiday, Utah. Um, But hey, you'll like this born in Brooklyn. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the the, the blonde kid uh, certainly has a journey. I don't think we ever really see him die. I think we see him like like he was about to be fed his friend who was turned into uh sludge to green sludge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we actually see the, the blonde friend die. And you know, what's weird is then the other friend who stays back at the camper the longest, he actually, the, the corn friend, he doesn't even die. Yeah. And that always stuck with me was like, Oh, are they going to go and pick him up in the end? Cause he's not dead. Yeah. He didn't die. She just kind of fucked him, you know? just kind of fucked him just like fucked the popcorn out of him i mean yeah. that was that part and i know it's jumping ahead but just if we're Absurd. if we're just like what happens to these boys yeah it's like late in the movie and it's as if they forgot oh we have one more friend we have to do something with and so right. he's back at the camper he's watching tv and then suddenly the tv craps out and mm. it comes back and it's lenore sexy Lenore yeah. thanks to the powerful rock in her in her uh, in her church house uh-huh. uh Credence Clearwater is fully revivaled and has been <laughs> is sauntering down the path with an uh, ear of corn oh my god this is a costume this is a Halloween costume absolutely yeah absolutely uh. and uh you know it turns out she's really there and you know he invites her into the camper mm. and they start to essentially eat the popcorn and then I guess the Claudio Fragasso yeah. th- threw popcorn at them from off screen. <laughs> and and I used to think as a kid, oh, he like drowns in popcorn. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But it's not what happens. You know, I don't no. think that's how he dies. Yeah, because they want to eat He him. does. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, what's weird is like he doesn't even it's not even it doesn't even seem to be like, yeah, he doesn't get transformed into into plant food either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, those are the boys, except for Elliot, obviously, who is um, uh, who comes into t- the movie later. But uh, we have to talk about the sisters' dance, the Holly Waits dance. Oh yes. my God, it's! I mean, I'm sure people in that fandom have like memorized it, yeah. but like, I would love to stumble across someone doing the Holly Waits dance in that nightgown on TikTok. I would yeah. like to see this happen more. Yeah, like I feel like it's a lost opportunity for all of those those campy gay guys that reenact scenes, you know? Like I feel like this is one yeah. to do. 
This um, is like this is a deep cut. Yeah. And... Don't do the Megan dance. Do the Holly Waits dance. Oh, enough of the Megan dance. Enough with Megan pandering, pandering <laughs> to the gaze. The me- oh, look, she's fierce. No, Holly Waits. For no one. <laughs> yeah. Candy, candy, wait. Holly, Holly, wait. Holly, Holly, wait. Dance. Come on, Holly. Come on, Holly. Come on, Banry. Come on, Sash. Come on, Banry. You know, I real. I think I was looking that up recently because because there's another one that I always forget. It's um, it's come on, Benry. Come on, Sash. Um, th- who's the Fabio? Come on, Fabio. Mm-hmm. Fabio. Come on, Holly. And she doesn't like Holly, so she waits. Holly waits. Holly waits. Folks, this is a reference, of course, to Survivor Nicaragua, obviously. Yes. Um, well, this routine is fabulous. I love the eyes. I know that's become kind of iconic um, in terms of Troll 2 fans, just the eyes of Holly that she puts over her face upside down. It's very American. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Finger that glasses. it's like, yeah. yeah, the alien of, of this director was like, oh, do do the, those American finger glasses. Yeah, that's what that's do, what Americans do. do. Do those finger glasses you do. Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah horse girl. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so what happens next? Well, you know, you know, as you mentioned, so Elliot finally leaves his friends and goes back with um, Holly. Because what happens is that Michael and Joshua go into town to get some food, and that's where Joshua stumbles across the um, the preacher leading the townspeople oh. in that little barn. Oh. And then they catch him, and they try to feed him ice cream. Mm. And, you know, George is like you know what's going on in here get out of here so they so he gets joshua they get in that disgusting minivan as they're driving back they see holly talking to elliot by the the falcon video set Mm. and so they pick them up and when they get back to the house um i love this part because that's when when they get back to the house they discover that the whole town is throwing a party for them Mm. and diana's like can you believe it look and then she goes elliot what are you doing here? And Connie goes, Mom, Elliot's part of the family now. And Diana goes, oh, Elliot. And that's again where it's like, what uncanny valley AI bullshit am I watching right now? Yeah, what was that? What What was was that? that? Uh, This party, all the food. Yeah, obviously, obviously uh, not Joseph uh, knows not to eat it. And he, you know, he gets very upset. Um, what's his name? Jacob? <laughs> Joshua, sing that song I like. That's right, Josh. Josh. Uh, well, here is where, and this is where the movie does, I think it does this a couple of times, where it's like the the time thing. So for what, ha- what happens is the town is very excited to feed the family their food. And this is where I also want to point out my favorite townsperson is the woman with the short perm and the transitional lenses. Oh, interesting. Okay, I don't really I remember. love her. Got it. And I feel like when they turn into trolls, she is the troll with the buggy eyes. Oh, of course you love the buggy-eyed one. I love the buggy love eyes, her. but I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, you know, uh Phyllis over there in the red dress with the with the tight perm and the transitional glasses. Um so the family is like surrounded with everyone, you know, holding plates while everyone is like clapping and singing at them. Meanwhile, Joshua is upstairs talking to trying to talk to grandpa. Mm. Um and uh then he gets attacked by a troll. That's right. That's right. And then grandpa shows up and it's like, okay, I've got a plan. And while your family is about to take their first bite, we're going to take about 10 minutes yeah. and I'm going to walk you through this, this small tough cocktail plan we're going to have uh, to distract the townspeople. And sure enough, your family won't take a single bite until we finally concoct this stupid plan. Oh, the Molotov cocktail. God, that could have ended terribly. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it's like then the 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 reverend is like he stops them, but then it, it, then he tries to send grandpa to hell. But yeah. then grandpa uses some special powers that he learns, and he sets the bottle on fire, and he sets the reverend on fire, and uh, party's over. Oops, out of time. Yeah, wild. 
there's uh, that just that imagery of like burning demons uh, did not get lost on me. Um, I love that the the father runs out and, you know, the the, the fire extinguisher is right there. Right. He It's as if he knew it was going to be there. Uh, that's one beat that I absolutely loved. He just runs out, runs right to the fire extinguisher. Right. Right. Like and who leaves it on the porch? Someone could steal it. Uh, but yeah, and then, you know, and I actually thought this was actually a very cool idea that when he puts the flames out, he sees that the rev, mm. that this reverend is in fact a troll. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was clever. I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> sure. Um, I got to give Rosella Druzy, you know, the, the flowers I can give her. All right. Um, and then the town is pissed. But they're not going to do anything. They're going to let the Waits family very slowly back into their house. Yeah, that was weird, right? They, they. Yeah. I think. Well, I guess. I guess it makes sense writing wise, screen screenplay wise, right? Because they're like, we don't want violence. They even say this later. We don't want violence because then we have to like soak you in vinegar. It's so much easier if you just right. eat your food. We don't want to kill you. Come on, this will be so much Ugh. easier if you just eat, and then, and then it'll be better. Um, so right. I, you know, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that there is like a reason why they're not just murdering them. That's true. Cause, cause Sheriff Freak, he's like, here's this bag of sandwiches. Uh-huh. This will get you through the night. Yeah. Make things a lot easier. Oh uh, and I was like, just, can we see the sandwiches? Can we just, because earlier when he gives um the little when he gives sponge the sandwich in in the police car it it looks like a custard filled bavarian cream donut for mm. like saint patrick's day mm. it's got green icing in the middle of it i'm like this looks so good mm. i i just like that's my biggest takeaway from nilbog is all of their food just looks like a dunkin donuts birthday party it looks like i would eat it and then fall asleep because of so much sugar Mm. Oh, it is the simplest of carbs. Yeah. 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 I, it doesn't look that appetizing to me, if I'm being honest. No. Well, more for me. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah. And that's when the family, they, oh, there's that great shot where they, like, run. And it's like you can you can feel the way the scene was set up. They run into the kitchen, and then they all turn and face the same way, like, stopping against the island counter. Uh-huh. And Diana's, like, looking up, like, oh, what are we going to do? And Josh was like, we got to talk to Grandpa. We need Grandpa Grandpa, Seth. Well, you know, in The Witches, it's Grandma, Grandma. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, you know, and I, my grandparents were very important to me as a kid. Grandparents, very much reinforced for me in these movies, you know. Grandma, Grandma, Grandpa, Grandpa. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Grandpa Seth, he reminds me of the father in Pippi Longstocking. Is that who he is? No, I know who you're talking about. So Robert Ormsby was, in fact, never in another movie. I he feels like someone who was like in a lot of stuff, but he's not. the The guy in Pippi Longstocking is um, uh, John Shook, John Captain uh, Conrad John Shook, Jr. Oh, him. See, wasn't there Played like Fred in the Munsters? Yeah, that's who he is. Oh, I thought I wasn't there some big bearded guy in that 1988 version of that's him. Stocking? That's him. Oh, that's him. Okay, well then I'm remembering things correctly. Okay. By the way, we need to do the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking. I feel like that is like the third oh. traumatic movie from my childhood. Mary Eileen Brennan. It's. I feel like I am going to just regress i'm gonna go into a fetal position watching that movie i feel like it's just gonna ping it's like watching bed knobs and broomsticks it's just gonna ping so much for me and i'm gonna turn back into that child watching it we used to watch this all the time yeah no this was this was another one of those like i think it was also on hbo a lot but it's creepy it's got like a creepy feeling to it like pippy pippy's got a rough life at times i think hmm Oh, Pippi. Uh, I remember, yeah, like the mom, the mom likes Pippi, but also is uh, weary of her. Oh, because it's Tommy and Annika, her two little friends. Yes. So and Tommy then, and Annika's oh, friend doesn't really like her. Mr. and Mrs. Setagrin. Yes, they don't really like Pippolata. Oh, I see. And I don't think I know Diane Hull, who plays Mrs. Setagrin. Uh, oh. I don't think she and I 
I, I don't believe she and I go back any anywhere else other than Pippi Longstocking. Oh, Diane so. Hall. Ugh, anyway, um, yeah, Annika and Tommy. Those names, oof. Even right. Those names, yeah. That's that's some weird shit. All right, troll two, troll two, troll two. Let's land this plane, Mary. All right. So they they have a seance to contact Grandpa Seth, and I kind of feel like. This is where oh this movie could have had because it's like it's it's Diane's Diana's father and there's there's a moment earlier in the movie where Grandpa Seth tells Joshua because Joshua's like why don't you ever just talk to my parents and he's like oh they won't listen to me your mother never listened to me even when she married that good for nothing um, which is funny because that's what they then say about Elliot mm. but. Um, but then when he does appear in the seance, there was like this moment where Diana goes, dad. And I thought, oh, this could have been something. This, this, what a weirdly potentially prof- like profound moment in Troll 2. Oh, God. So weird. So weird. Yeah. The movie, yeah. the movie sort of ends, right? With, um, there's that like Stonehenge scene and they, they might as well all just explode. Um, much like the movie Hush or the the the, the episode Hush, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it kind of ends in this fever dream type of way. It does kind of end like Hush because what happens is like Joshua gets like transported to the house, yeah. and the family is trying to like you know they're getting pursued around the house by all the trolls, and then uh, I think then the witch. I think it's like Joshua, what does he do? He, oh, she, oh, what happens is the witch starts to age again. Uh-huh. So the, the, that stone, the powers are failing. She had her popcorn sex. The, she's now starting to age. She's freaking out. The trolls tell the family, our queen is calling right. us. And then right. they disappear. And then Joshua, um, he, he gets then, the bologna, right? He gets the bologna He does sandwich. the triple decker bologna sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's double decker bologna sandwich. Yeah, double. But that that's what really freaks out Lenore Gilgood, yeah, John's meat. sister. They hate meat. the meat. Yep. And so then the family arrives because grandpa's voice led them there. And they all gather, as you said, family values. They all gather and put their hands on uh-huh. the stone. Concentrate. Concentrate more. Well, shut up, Joshua. And I could. And your dick um, is gonna make me come. Oh, your dick is gonna make me come. Oh, your dick is gonna. Oh my God, this oh, is on the Marys main feed. Don't know. Um, yeah, they don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a reference. Um, but uh, and then yeah, and then the you know everybody the 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 trolls blow up or they disappear. I don't remember what happens to them. They're just gone. Um, oh, I think they. Whatever it is. The family just gets back into that arrow star and they get the fuck out of town. Yeah, and the the last scene of the movie, the mom gets eaten. That last scene. Now here's the thing. You that see her last boobs? scene. You do see her boobs. And as a kid, I was like, Are those boobs? Are they yeah. bubbles? Yeah. Um but I always found this last scene so scary. Cause at the end, it's like one o'clock on a Saturday. And the dad's like, I got to go into the office. And then Elliot's like, I got to go home for a long time. And Holly's like, I'm going to go with you. Mm. And then the mom and Joshua, you know, stay home. And I think as a kid, there was like, oh, you're home alone with your mom on a sunny afternoon. You're safe, you know? Mm. And so then I feel like what happens is she eats the apple and that apple probably right. yep. was Painted. like troll food. Mm-hmm. And so, cause I feel like this, I don't think it's very thought through, but the idea could be that this was the presence family. The other, the troll family was like still in their house that they oh. did the housing switch with. Uh-huh. So right. she eats the apple, even though we see earlier in the movie that they don't even leave the town. Yeah, so right. don't worry about no the logic sense. there. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense why there's trolls there. But anyway, she eats the apple Goes to take a shower, starts to turn into troll food. Uh, Joshua gets the the scary baseball that says, mm, "Your mom is yummy," <laughs> and uh, and in the end, uh, the jo- the the trolls are eating his mom. You want some, Joshua? And he screams, and that's the end. That's the end. Yeah, it just sort of ends. Um, yeah, I'm just left at the end of the movie, being like, "Do I watch that again?" Yeah, it's it's oh. one of those it's 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 a 
It's a good movie. Uh, it's a good movie to watch. Let's say, let's call it that. It's a good movie to watch. And it's a movie to watch. It's just, I think in terms of like that ending, it's so strange that it's not as if the whole family gets killed. It's not as if it's a happy ending. Like there's that sense of like, oh, well at some point, like, the dad and Holly are going to come home. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, this is the third act maybe, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. not. And, and, and that, that's just so, there's just something so weird about that decision at the end of it. It's not as if the whole family dies. Like it just, I don't know. Um, such a weird fucking movie, but I, I really, I enjoy it. I, um, I'm glad that we included this in the mix this month. I think it's, it, it's, it's gay coded in its own way. I I want to believe that it's oh, got yeah. it's got that camper. I'll tell you that it's got Lenore. Uh, yeah, immersive Gilgood. theater actress, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa Seth's kind of he's yeah. he's got kind of a, a a gay vibe. Nilbog is basically yes, P Town mm. off season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Palm Springs, uh, Wilton Manors. It's um, it's. It's that scene with the dad and the son, though. It's, I mean, it is, mm. what are you going to do to me, daddy? Just clip it, you know? Absolutely. What are you going to do to me, daddy? And it's just like, let's get in that camper. Like, cut to the camper. Oh. <laughs> all right, scary. Ooh. Uh, all right, should we reveal what we're doing next week, Mary? Well, I, so next week is our Halloween movie. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's our, so, it's our final final Halloween, you know, final girl Halloween. Yeah. Right. And we I think are we still going to do our our transitional fall movie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cuz cuz we also uh I guess next week is also when um Dragula season 5 is going to start. That's right. So That's right. on the main feed for a couple of weeks you're going to get two episodes on the main feed you're going to get all right, scary, and our spooky fall transitional movie, uh-huh. and then you're also, and you're gonna get Dracula season five. Um, but indeed, we will be continuing a tradition this season, this spooky all right, scary season, and we will be doing scream, scream three, three, <laughs> scream three. Yes, with the Parker Posey, uh, it just, just. Eating the scenery, just being fabulous. Jenny McCarthy's in it. Um, you have uh, Liev Schreiber's in it, you know, and... Uh, fucking Cotton Weary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The killer is Cotton Fucking Weary. <laughs> cotton Fucking Weary. He's fucking Cotton Weary to me. I'm fucking Cotton Weary. <laughs> I wish. Cotton uh, Fucking Weary. <laughs> cotton Fucking Weary. Oh, I love her. Uh, Courtney Cox, yes, she's in it. Nev Campbell, of course, is back. You get a little bit of uh, Jamie Foxx on a TV screen, which is kind of cool. Dewey, Deputy Dewey Boys. And when was the last time you saw this movie? I have never seen Scream 3. What? Oh, my God. You don't know that sexy Scott Foley is in it? No. No, I mean, no. I, I may know some spoilers about it, but I don't remember them. But no, I have... Never actually seen Scream 3 or even Scream 4. Well, you know, Scream 3, a lot of people hate it. It's usually last on the list. And I think it's worth investigating why a movie with Parker Posey is the last on a Scream fan's list. Um, there's there's something just it, it lives in a certain uh, era and it it's. I, it's worth us covering it just to continue our scream journey. Um, yeah, the, the actresses in the movie Stab are really great. I think there's some uh, some good things that happen there. Um, yeah, I think you're gonna enjoy it. I think so. All right. Well, I'm I am looking at this this cast list here, and I do. I'm very excited because I think just to see like having seen one and two and five, and I kind of know what happens in six, and it sounds very violent. Three is a is a, a novelty. And of course there's Patrick Dempsey beyond Parker Posey and the regulars. There's Patrick Dempsey, sure. Scott Foley, Carrie Fisher, Jenny Carrie McCarthy, in it. Absolutely. Heather Matarazzo, uh, Gossip Girls Kelly Rutherford, yep. I believe. Yep. yep. Um Lance Henriksen, Emily Mortimer. Emily Mortimer oh. is who we're gonna talk about a lot, I think. Uh she's got a very interesting performance. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to dive back into Woodsboro. 
Oh, Nancy O'Dell. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be so good. Wait, Mary, before we go, I, I'll have to find it for you, but I saw someone had posted on TikTok a clip of someone, some local theater company did Scream uh-huh. the Musical. Right. Did you see that? I of Many people sent this to me because it's also an Atlanta song, uh, Uninvited. Oh, I saw they did, um, it was a Backstreet Boys number. I saw them doing. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, there's one part where Sydney's in the house. Uh, talking to Ghostface on the phone, and she's singing "Uninvited" by Alanis Morissette, and I'm just like, "Oh, that's oh, cool." God. Oh, that. But the the one I think it was like "Everybody" by the Backstreet Boys, and it was like, it was great. I was like, okay, normally I like cross my arms a little at this, but I was like, this is so smart. Like, I know that this is like you know you have to get rights and whatnot, but I think the idea of doing a scream musical with like very nineties hits mm. and just like, I, and I, you know, that's my kind of jukebox musical. Sure. Sure. I mean, I don't want anybody to take it seriously at all. Like I want it to live in a black box only. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's the whole point of it. That's like the fun of like local black box theater where it's like, nobody tell anybody, but we're going to do a bunch of like copywritten songs here. You know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's, it's just kind of fun. It like lives in a college theater basement. I love it. That exactly. And it works. It's great theater, you know? Yeah. Uh, why not? It's entertaining. No. Yeah. And, and your friend who, you know, didn't get cast in the spring musical, like she has a really good voice and you know, she gets to do this. It's, it's very smash right. in that way. You know, she's like the absolutely Catherine McPhee. Mm-hmm. Oh God! You know, uh, Karen Cartwright wishes she could be Sydney Prescott. She wishes. Oh, Sydney. <laughs> oh. All right, Mary. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for going to Nobog with us. Uh, it sounds like we're going to be in Woodsboro next week. We hope you have a great end of uh, Spooky Month. Stay safe out there. Stay sane out there, and. Uh, if you don't, it's okay because we all go to the sometimes. Mm, dope.